see, I, I think I'm offering the insightful commentary and the humor. So what am I here for? The color? They've been the all day, but so it's fun. They have each other's bags, and today is finally done. In a world setting in a Georgia town. On a show about libraries and visual sound. In the stacks of libraries, where it always starts. The stacks so much more than either of them thought. It's Thursday for mayhem, it's Thursday for fun. In the stacks with Barry and Latoya, it's second to none. All right, welcome to another episode of In the Stacks. I think this is episode number 80-something. No, we're not in the 80s. We're in the 70s. In the 70s. Right but I don't on. know which one it is. Right on. <laughs> we should do like a themed episode where like one day we'll do it all as if we were recording it in, say, 1982. And we'll give like library news from like 1982. And we'll try and like pepper in you know, different 80s things. You can oh, say, like, gag okay. me with a spoon. Yeah, yeah. That kind of stuff. And I can say, awesome! You know, cool! <laughs> and that kind of stuff. And we, we could talk about, what are you listening to? You know, I... It's I, like, I, I really love Devo. I'm blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, Blondie. You know, yeah, she's going to be around forever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's been a while since we've done a show. I think it's yeah, been, like, you two went weeks. Yeah, you went to Jersey. Yeah, that one week. And yeah, then, then I just, we just didn't feel like it last week. Right. And we really don't feel like it today. No. Um, you can't call it the hangover episode, because I don't think either of us are drunk. No, no, we're not I don't, drunk. I'm not. I I'm not. You. No, I'm not drunk. But, but we're uh, both kind of hungover from 4th of July. Yes, yes. Uh, I didn't get to sleep until like 12.30 last night. Yeah, same here. Which is about uh, at least 90 minutes past my bedtime. <laughs> and, uh, and then I got up at 6. So... Mm -hmm. Yeah, see, in our case, um, Kay and I were, you know, spending time with the parents, and then for the 4th, we went over to my favorite cousin's house. They live in Powder Springs, so we drove from Conyers Let me interrupt briefly, because you and I have had this discussion before. When you talk about people, you know, you won't just say, oh, I went and saw my aunt. Yeah. I went and saw my second favorite aunt. I don't do second. You, yeah, you have. Okay, yeah. You have. Maybe. That's what prompted the discussion. Because it's one thing to say my favorite uncle. Or it's like, well, okay, all right, people have favorite uncles. But you, like, have second and third and fourth favorite uncles, you know. I mean, last week, oh, yeah, I was there. My second favorite aunt and my third favorite uncle were there. And I'm like, do you, do you I just wonder, do you have, like, a chart? No. Do people move up and down based upon their actions? Not usually. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, you know what? I'm bumping you up to number two. Well, I mean, well. It reminds me of Sheldon I, on the Big Bang yes. Theory. You know, if you do this for me, I will move you up to my ninth best mm -hmm. friend. Well, I did have an, an aunt who used to be my favorite aunt who is now at the very bottom of the list. Dang. So, yeah, Does she know weird. this? I mean, did you inform her no, that she. No, no. See, I'd, if I had a list like that, I would have to inform people. No. I'd have to be like, you are sliding down. Yeah, I know the I'm ranks so bad, right though. now. I don't generally tell people. I mean, you know, like the people it actually affects if right. they're like my favorite, whatever. Um, but now if she listens to the show, she'll know she's your second favorite, right? But I haven't, like, no, I've not made <laughs> enough clues to... Okay. Um, but anyway, so yeah, we drove from Conyers over to Powder Springs. Of course, we left Powder Springs last night, like nine maybe. Yeah, and then you posted you went to Edmonton or something. The only Edmonton I know is in Canada. Edmonton. Yeah. I didn't go to Edmonton. Huh? <laughs> so look here. But anyway, so yeah, we drove from Powder Springs back to Conyers, and then from Conyers yeah. I drove so right home here. in This Edmonton. is a text message. Oh, maybe it's... Just uh -huh. one leaving Powder Springs, heading to Conyers, 
Then we have to drive to Edmonton. Oh, and I started yeah, to respond yeah. back, Edmonton, because I, I was like, I did the stupid autocorrect. Yeah, that's it. No, I did the autocorrect. Okay. But yeah, so it was a long evening as far as doing all that driving. I mean, fortunately, we carpooled going to Powder Springs, and so really the only driving that I did was driving home. So. Well, see, the the fireworks where I was at ended around ten, mm-hmm. but then it took us ninety minutes to get out. Um, we went to Crooked Creek, mm-hmm. where they had live bands and you know arts and crafts and all this kind of stuff, and um, it was our first time going there. It feels like it's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it was by far the most impressive fireworks display I've ever seen in my entire life. Is it the new location or is it the old I don't, one? It's my first time there, so I don't oh. know. Oh. Did you go down, um, was it Scuffleboro? Yes. Oh, okay, that's the yeah, there was, old. I, I remember we were on Pea Ridge and then yeah. we were on Scuffleboro, Scuffleboro and then Old yeah. something or other yeah. road. Yeah, And uh, then Crooked Creek Road and Crooked Creek Drive. <laughs> so, but yeah. But yeah, you're saying it was like the best you've ever seen? Mm-hmm. Just period or By in far. person? By far. I mean, the best I've ever seen even on TV. Oh, wow. It was incredible. And it's crazy that it would be in, of all places, Milledgeville. Well, it's in it's in Putnam County. Uh, so it's not in Milledgeville. Lake Sinclair. Yeah, Lake Sinclair. Uh, but yeah, they, they had told me beforehand it was the biggest in the southeast, and I was like... Yeah, yeah it's like but of I mean, all places, really? It really places, is. I mean, because really? I've seen fireworks in Atlanta and stuff, and this is much better. This was better than fireworks at Disney. It was incredible. Somebody who was with us, you know, has seen the fireworks at Washington, D.C. twice. And she said this blew that away. It was really incredible. It's just weird, though, for it to be for it to be so huge and it's in yeah. Putnam County. You know, the only just, thing I can assume, because it, it's all a charity event. I mean, mm-hmm. all the money goes to juvenile diabetes and this kind of stuff. That maybe they get a heck of a discount on the, the fireworks. Surely it's not free, because that, that must have been a, I mean, there was a lot of fireworks. I mean, the fireworks display lasted for over 20 minutes. See, and that's um, just amazing. Yeah, I've never seen one that has been continuous in that amount of time. Yeah. Usually it's like, oh, you get a solid maybe five minutes yeah. and, you know, yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, also, the other day, you were not you were not here. It was on Tuesday. Um, I was eating a chicken finger. From where? Uh, I don't remember. Zaxby's, I think. Okay. And uh, so I was, I was chewing it, and I swallowed Everything's fine. Didn't hurt or anything. <laughs> but, you know, my tongue, like, brushed up against my tooth, and it felt weird. It felt uh-huh. like there was a whole, a huge missing part of my tooth. <laughs> and uh, Come to find out, there was a missing part. So, apparently, part you know, I, I swallowed it. I don't know. I mean, and uh, so <laughs> I immediately, in the chicken, I immediately so. ran to the, the dentist's office. Mm-hmm. And they were actually literally about to walk out the door. Um, it was about noon, but they're knocking off. Oh, for their lunch for, yeah, break. And they, yeah, they're not coming back for the ho- No, they're leaving for the holiday. Oh, They're oh. not going to be back the rest of the week. Okay. So if I had been like, you know, they're 20 minutes later, uh, they would have been there. But, uh, so they, they took me in there and they said, oh, you know, uh, this is probably a filling that's come out or something. So I mean, it feels like half my tooth is gone. <laughs> and, and they said, oh, we'll take care of it. So they, they give me all these shots in my mouth mm-hmm. and stuff. And I, I kind of freak out a little bit because I, I don't mind the shots. They don't really bother me. But I cannot stand it. Sometimes if they give it to you, where they give it to you, it makes your throat feel numb. Mm-hmm. Makes you feel weird when you're swallowing and stuff. Mm-hmm. That freaks me out. I and cannot see, stand I, yeah, that. Yeah, I've never actually had that happen. I cannot stand that. Uh, but anyway, so then they, they go in there and they say, "Oh yeah, you know the filling came out. It was a big filling, you know, because it's it's it was the tooth I had that had the biggest filling mm-hmm. in it. 
And so it was um, more filling than tooth. Yeah. And so they said, okay, we're going to have to go in and you know drill out what's left of that mm-hmm. old filling, and we'll put in the new one. Oh. And um, so he was done. Of course, I can't feel anything. My, right. my whole face is numb. Right. And uh, <laughs> see, so, I wish I was here so I could like slap you on yeah. your face. So by the end of the of the afternoon, though, it was starting to wear off. My head was starting to hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, for, partly because I had my mouth open for so long. I mean, it is like in yeah. the back and up, and so you know, so my whole my whole head was hurting. And by now, I can start feeling with my tongue mm-hmm. what's left of my tooth, and it feels <laughs> like you know, like half my tooth is still gone. I mean, I can feel the filling there, mm-hmm. but like all the the exterior end of the tooth is no longer there. So, you know, I went home and I told Carrie, because I texted all this to Carrie. Carrie, of course, did not check her text messages. Mm-hmm. So I come home. She's like, how's your day? I'm like, yeah, okay. I said, I guess you didn't get my text messages. You know, my tooth is gone. And, uh, <laughs> and she was like, no, you know, and all this kind of stuff. So I told her, I said, it feels like half my tooth is gone. So she gets out the flashlight and looks. She was like, oh, my God, half your tooth is gone. I said, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I just said that. And I assumed they would, like, I don't know. Just patch fix, it back or fix something. that thing. Yeah. You oh, know. they fixed it. Yeah, and and she said, well, you know, it was a rush job, you know, and it, you know, it's you still got the majority of the tooth. <laughs> really, it's not half my tooth. I'd say it's like a quarter of my tooth because it's like one side of it's all there. Mm-hmm. Then on the other side, there's like part of it, and then there's like this huge, <laughs> huge nothing with yeah. like you can feel the filling there. And she says, yeah, it looks awful. And, you know, it's in the back, so yeah. nobody's gonna see it unless that you know, like the head tilted and they've got a flashlight. <laughs> But, um, so that was the excitement for me on Tuesday, uh, was, you know, having, and so I texted back to, uh, Virginia, uh, who does listen to the show, and I said, yeah, dental emergency, because I don't have Dabney in my, my phone, mm-hmm. so dental emergency will return whatever I can. So I'm gone for, like, two and a half hours, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> so I come in, and, uh, Jerry and Dabney are out there, and they're like, hey. I said, hey. I said, um, you know, did Virginia tell you, you know, that I had to, why I was gone for so long. They're like, oh no, they hadn't even noticed I was gone. And, uh, <laughs> wow. But it reminds me of the week that I was gone that whole week. Mm-hmm. And by the end of the week, you know, I, I was checking my voicemail because I was back where I could do that. And there was a voicemail from one of our employees saying there was somebody here right now to see me, you know. And, and I was like, you know, first of all, I, I obviously, I guess they didn't notice or remember on the calendar yeah, that, that said I was off the whole week. And then, then on the other the end, I was, I was, I told Carrie, I said, I guess they were just thinking, you know, now that I think, I, it's been a while since I've seen Barry. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. <laughs> I've been but no, you, the whole week. You had sent me the message, and I think I was about to watch Spider Man. Yes. Spider-Man. Yeah. You said you were at the theater. Yeah. And so when I saw it, I was like, huh. <laughs> But, but yeah, yeah I, I think you half my tooth is gone. It's like At dentist. Yeah, I I don't know. When it comes to dentist stuff, I hate the dentist. I oh, mean, the only thing worse my... than a planned visit to the dentist is an unplanned visit. Well, to that the dentist. too. But I just you know I'd much rather see even my you know primary care physician whatever you know a medical doctor than yeah. going to the dentist. It just even if I'm numbed up or whatever, just feeling or hearing like scraping of the teeth uh-huh. and I, I can't do it. I mean, well, it just makes me feel And you know, they always say the same thing. It's like, you know, while they're drilling, they're like, you know, if, you st- if it starts hurt or something, raise your hand, you know. And, you know, so I'm sitting there, even when it's not hurting, I'm sitting there in fear of that moment when it's going to hurt, yeah. <laughs> you know. I mean, what if I like jerk my head, you know, or whatever, you know. Um, and I always think of the Marathon Man. I don't know if you ever saw the Marathon Man with Dustin Hoffman. No, I didn't see it. But at one point, um, the evil Nazi guy is, is torturing him by uh, by using a drill in his teeth with no, mm, yeah, you know, no, <laughs> no, no painkiller. So he's like drilling out different teeth, and and it's a 
horrible scene. And uh, I always picture that when I'm at the dentist. <laughs> that, <laughs> fortunately, I don't think about anything like that. I try to, like, you know, not be there mentally. Oh, yeah, I try and think of other things. Yeah, but it's I mean, kind of difficult. Yeah. There's somebody scraping a metal thing across your teeth. Well, yeah, when they're you know. in your face, in your mouth, I'm like, yeah. that's a little too intimate for me. You yeah. know, I mean, it just, it, it well, makes me feel uncomfortable. And at this point, there was, there was one time, uh, he said, oh, we're going to do something here in a minute. And, and I said, okay. And, uh, <laughs> so then he puts this stuff in my mouth. It feels really weird. And it tastes horrible. Was and of course, my throat is numb. So, so some of it's just running straight down my oh. throat. You know? and, I, and I said, I said, I said, what is that? Is it like lidocaine or no, something? No, he said, he said that I had a, a good bit of bleeding going on. And so they just put in something that was like an a anticoagulant. Mm-hmm. And he says, yeah, I know it doesn't taste very good. Oh and I was like, gosh. yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah, I mean, it's been a a long time since I've had a filling. The last time I had one was, you know, like, I think, I actually, I can't even remember. It's been several years. Yeah. And this filling was like eight or nine years old. I mean, it was Mm -hmm. to the point where the last couple times I'd gone, he said, we'll keep watching that. At some point, we'll have to replace it. There you go. You know, but I didn't, I didn't, I didn't realize, you know, because I had just gotten my teeth cleaned like two, three weeks ago. Oh. I mean, yeah, I guess something about that chicken finger was enough to just jar it loose. Yeah. And so, you know, the lady there, she was like, what were you eating? And so I was eating chicken. She was like, oh, you're probably gnawing that bone. Where'd you gnawing that bone? That's what knocked it out. I said, no, I said, I said, it, it was, there was no bone in it. Oh my god! I, I preferred the boneless chicken. Yes. Because <laughs> that's just the way I roll. Some people like the but bone. But you like to sop don't. up other stuff, but right. you won't do the chicken bone. Well, I mean, just generally, I like, I like it without a bone, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and, still. uh, so... <laughs> <laughs> and then she knows somebody she says, I bet that's what he was doing. Because that's what I like to do. I, she was talking to the other day. She oh says, I like gosh. to gnaw on it. And then like, you know, like break it with my teeth and that kind of stuff. And, and I was <laughs> like. And they're like, um, yeah. And look, all right, this sounds horrible. Okay. I like my dentist. I really yeah. do. I think he's, he's a great dentist. Mm-hmm. It's uh, Dr. Gregory Graham. I would recommend him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his staff is, is very, very friendly. Uh, I originally started seeing him because he was my next door neighbor. Oh, okay. When I lived here in Millersville. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'll go see Dr. Graham. And uh, and since then, since he's moved now and I've moved, you know, I still go to him. He's mm-hmm. my, my dentist. And I like him. Um, I, I may be their only Caucasian? white patient. Okay. Well, I mean, based on the <laughs> I've conversation, never, I've I never assume that it was I've never seen any a... other white people there. Oh, okay. So sometimes I'll go in and there'll be like, you know, six or seven people of African descent mm-hmm. there and then you know the staff and all that kind of stuff and uh and I mean I, it it doesn't bother me you know but I mean sometimes it's <laughs> sometimes people like look at me you know right. while I'm sitting there I, yeah. I don't know maybe they, they think I'm here to like sell them you know yeah the pharmaceuticals or something, <laughs> something but but, <laughs> but um oh, so I didn't realize it was so doc Dr. Graham is an African-American yes oh yeah. okay yeah and he's he's a great dentist I think he's he's cool yeah it doesn't bother me that he's he's black, you know. I mean, yeah. he's a dentist. I don't I mean, care. Mine you know? is, mine but it's just it's funny because I read an article somewhere where they said in the South, the article was about how in the South death is still segregated. And I've always lived in the South, mm-hmm. but apparently in other parts of the country, it's I guess as more as it should be, they don't have white and black funeral homes. Well, here we do. I mean, there are white funeral homes and they're black. Generally, if you tell me, oh, the, the service is going to be at such and such place, 
you know, it's a black person. Like, I know, I, if, even if I don't know the person, I can tell you, oh, it's, it's a white person. Really? So oh, white person. I mean, I didn't realize yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, because I've not had, you know, For I've not you know, had like anyone. People's funeral home, it's a black funeral home. Right. Okay. Um, other funeral homes, white funeral home. That's just the way it is. I don't know I mean, why. I, I think it's because I've not had anyone, yeah. like, pass away and been buried yeah. here kind yeah. of thing. So I wouldn't right. And know most that, of the churches but... are. Not all of them, I know. Mm-hmm. But most of the churches are. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and I think I think a lot of times the funeral homes have some sort of relationship with the church. You know, it just kind of develops. Yeah. Oh. But, um, and, you know, we still have, you know, like the Bone, bone Cemetery um, is still sometimes referred to as, you know, the black cemetery, because that's where black people in older days were always buried there if they oh. couldn't get into um, Memory Hill, mm-hmm. you know, because, um, I mean, there are black people in Memory Hill, but most of them were slaves, um, you know, oh, but anyway, I never it, realized it just, it got me thinking, because, I mean, I know that there, there are doctors and dentists and stuff around here, mm-hmm. and it's, it's basically segregated that way, um, and I just find that so strange. You know, yeah. I guess um, I mean I think I just maybe I just wear blinders or something because yeah I mean if I really think about it, I'm like oh wait a second because you know I tend to, <laughs> inappropriate conversation but I tend to swing more white when yeah. it comes to <clears throat> those types. Well, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so <laughs> so yeah I mean yeah my doctor's office I don't see very many. Um, I mean, Dexter is one of um, yeah. my doctor's patients. But, yeah, it's generally Caucasians in every one of my doctor's offices. Yeah. yeah. I remember we used to have a, a book in reference that was like a Yellow Pages. <laughs> and it was just black and minority doctors. And that's what it was. I mean, that's, that, I mean, that was, the, was the book. That the was the book. The premise of the book. Yeah, yes. I mean, it said, you know, minority physicians in Baldwin County. And some people would come in because they would, I guess, want a minority physician, whatever reason. And I remember there was an older white gentleman who came in one time mm-hmm. who I just noticed the book on the shelf and was incensed. This was before I was director. I think I was just working reference. And, uh, and he wanted to know where the white doctor's book was. <laughs> and he was being really loud and obnoxious and people were looking. you know. And I was trying to do my, you know, calm down. You know, well, this is just for people who, you know, want to know whatever reason and um he was like you know well, I, I might want just a white person treating me and and so finally i told him i said look i said i, I said i tell you what I, I would get out the phone book and this book and, compare, and if they're not in here then you're they're probably, probably white <laughs> i mean i i can understand why he would maybe be irritated by the book but it, it is kind yeah. of funny that you would have a book on yeah black or minority physicians in but, you know, again I've never really kind of thought it was like people would come in and ask me where's the, the black author mm-hmm. section well, I mean, and of course yeah, we say African American authors yeah I yeah. say well it's interfiled with you know, we don't segregate based on your race I mean sometimes we don't know what your race is unless yeah. you know unless the publisher or something on the book says um, and, and sometimes they get insist about it and sometimes it's, it's amusing to me that you're angry because I'm not segregating. Um, yeah. You know, I mean. And I understand. But it's weird, though, because, I mean, I don't, when I'm thinking of writers and genres and stuff, I, I, like, I don't think I don't, about color. I don't think about, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, I like books that white people write. Yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, cause I mean although just, I do, but I don't ever think about the race 
of the writer. Yeah. I mean, and well, I, you know, I, I read a lot of pulp, which mm-hmm. historically is traditionally white, white because I mean, just. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. like Derek Ferguson um, writes some great pulp stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, so, I mean, it's not like he, and he's black. Yes, he's black. <laughs> so I mean, it's not like I'm like wow. There you go. There, there goes the pulp neighborhood. You know, I mean, it's <laughs> it's just crazy. Because I know, like, as far as, I, I understand why that was the case, as far as having that that classification in terms of American. Oh, sorry, African American authors, yeah. and especially it's important, you know, come Black History Month, that kind of thing. Yeah. But yeah, to have it separated. Is yeah, I mean, it's like okay, so where's your Irish American author section? Where well, and and to me, it's somewhat insulting to think that, for instance, all right, at Walmart, the Walmart, the Walmart on Sherlington and Macon Mm -hmm. has what they call an African American fiction section, and it's all there. And you know, you look at the covers and stuff, and most of them look pretty similar. Mm -hmm. Um. And so a lot of times I think when people say, oh, I like African-American fiction, what, what is that? I mean, it, 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 to me, it implies that there's some, you know what I mean? If I, I were an the African-American writer. The assumption is that it would be um, a black um, yeah. cast kind of thing, kind of like, you know, the black movies where it's just a, right. an all-black cast. But if, cast I, if, I were, and, if I were an African-American author, I think I would be insulted by the, the notion that based upon my race, you know what I'm gonna write writing certain, is going to be yeah, like. Yeah. I mean, because I would think there are black authors who write thrillers, black authors who write romance, black authors who write erotica, black authors who write historical fiction, whatever, yeah. science fiction. I mean, I mean, it's true because I, within the scope of, I guess, the stereotype of African-American authors, I wouldn't, I don't write in that way. You know, I don't yeah. write about... The Zane, plight of a of yeah. a slave, or Zane you know. and Zora Neale Hurston are completely different writers. <laughs> yeah, I would think. Why so. would I put them? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, Just it because is. They're black. Why would I put them next to each other? But yeah, um, yeah, I don't see it. I can understand separating genres because of you know, like oh, romance or mysteries, whatever or science fiction, but not yeah. by the color of someone's yeah. skin. Because I mean, I, that's really I'm, the only qualifier. Yeah. I mean, you I can... really don't even like the local history, local author sections. Really? I mean, I, I understand. I mean, it draws attention point. to your yeah, writers that are here then, at I mean, home. It's like, like Kima's Hobby and Gray has a local author section, and I'm in it. Mm-hmm. So I'm like there, right next to somebody who wrote a children's book, right next to somebody who wrote, you know, the history of Jones County, and somebody else who wrote a book of, you know, the local DAR chapter's favorite recipes. Mm-hmm. And the only thing we have in common is that we're local. Well, yeah, I mean, I think I don't, it's I don't just really a even spotlight like that. that, that you know, just in our, yeah, in our area, look at the, you know. You I, know think, I think maybe, all right, stick one of my books there, put the rest of my books where they belong. Well, that's true. Oh, so you'd prefer like a display, not really a yeah. section Yeah, I, don't, I shouldn't be, I shouldn't be, if somebody comes in looking for, um, science fiction or horror, they're not going to see me. Because you're in They're local. only going to see me if they wander into local authors. That's, okay, I see your point. Yeah. I see it. Yeah, I mean, yes, it would be nice to, even if they had the list or a, a display of local authors, but yeah, to put it... And I think that's the unintended side effect if you have an African-American author section. No, People who just come into browse are only going to find it if they 
go to that section. And then, you and know, maybe, a lot of people yeah. don't necessarily go to that right. section because of whatever stereotype or whatever right. they've heard of books and all But if it's mixed in in mystery and they love mysteries and they see the book and it kind of catches their eye, they might read it, they might decide to check it out, you know? Yeah, they that's true. They wouldn't have been turned off or whatever, you know, intimidated or whatever. By thinking, oh, well, this isn't for me. I mean, fortunately, we don't separate by African Americans. Yeah. Everyone's intertwined. I mean, we do provide lists, which, again, I which always I, think, I think more about the fact that, okay. yeah, the fact that, oh, people need it for projects during right. that month. But, yeah, I'm glad that we don't pull it out. Because, right. um, yeah. It's like, where's your black second? Oh, it's over there. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's just weird. It's in the back. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so to it's in the balcony. Back, I, I had a I had a tooth accident. Yes, that's what started this whole discussion. So yeah, while you were having your tooth <laughs> taken care of, I was in. It was my brother's birthday on Tuesday, so, so he's thirty, right? Yeah, thirty. Now, now Kiyazami and Anthony have the same birthday. Yeah, they do. Okay, but they're two different people. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, yeah, it was his 30th birthday, so we took him to go see The Amazing Spider-Man, which he, apparently, he said he really enjoyed. Um, Most of my friends have really liked it. Several of them said they didn't think it was, like, um, Avenger. Quality, no, it wasn't. But um, several of them liked it. And, and, and I've noticed a real split amongst people who think that Andrew Garfield was better than Tobey Maguire or vice versa. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's because, you know, I, you know... When they brought the Spider-Man movie out, it was Toby. It was a big deal. It's like, oh, Spider-Man's in the theaters. And then now it's like, oh, well, you know, Spider-Man's back in the theaters. It was, you know, because I guess what is it? The last one was done like five years ago. Yeah. Um, I heard this Spidey is a lot funnier. He's more like the comic book Spidey. Yeah, yeah. He makes jokes while he's fighting people. And yes, and he is very... He's very his mannerisms and stuff because I read an in a, a review on People where they're like you know yeah the movie was okay but the mm -hmm. acting was great you know um, Emma Stone and Andrew Garfield Emma Stone's very cute he um he managed to pull off being a teenager I mean you know in terms of just like twenty seven yeah but I mean in his mannerisms and the way they make him look obviously it's just like when we were kids and watching high school shows and the kid the people are like 20 something years old but um he did a really good job um he's very tall certainly compared to like martin sheen and um sally field who plays um his aunt and uncle yeah. but i mean it was a good movie it was a solid movie i wasn't like bored or anything my only concern was that it was for me it was like oh yet another origin story and i heard they changed stuff my God, no. <laughs> I mean, it was different than the Spider-Man from a couple of years ago, but um, I and didn't they like... spent more time with it dwelling about his parents in this one. Yes. I mean, the first yeah. like portion of the movie is just explaining or showing that, you know, oh, he was separated from them and, um, and then he went to live with his aunt and all that stuff, which they didn't really do in the other movies. Um, How long does it take him to put on the suit? I was kind of curious about that. It's it's a little ways into the movie. Like um, half an hour, 45 minutes? No, not that long. No. Um, I mean, I think it might be a good 20 minutes or so. Really? Possibly. So within 20 minutes, he's in the suit? I mean, he's gotten, at that point, hours. he's gotten bitten and, yeah. 
So, because, yeah, it wasn't like an immediate thing. It was just all this building of backstory. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it was it was a good movie. Um, and and the, vi- the villain is the lizard. Yes. Does the lizard talk? Yes. Okay. And it was interesting because um, I think it was last night or night before we saw, like, I guess the Tobey Maguire one was on... on yeah, they've been rerunning all three. Of right, them and um, it's interesting to see Doctor Connors as someone else, and you know, it's like okay, in this storyline, he's this; in this other one, he's this, and and as that's what I was telling Anthony, is it's frustrating because I'm like, well, what's the real origin story? He's like, well, you know, it's like it depends on which one you're, but um, he he said he didn't like like in this one, he didn't like that they didn't include the wrestling part. Of yeah. of his character, um, but as a whole, I thought it was it was pretty cool. They showed a lot in terms of him figuring out his powers and stuff, and that was kind of funny. You know, the things he'd do to test it out. And um, does Gwen wh- know he's Spider Man? Yes, he actually does tell her. He she's apparently the first person he tells. So that was so. That there's was no Mary Jane at all. In this no, movie. there's no Mary Jane character. At all. And uh, Norman Osborn, is he in it? He is mentioned in it. You never see him. Until, yeah. like, I think maybe, of course, the Easter egg has something to do with him. Right. But, but yeah, he's never. you never see. You just see that um, his minions um, is trying to get Dr. Connors to figure out the formula or whatever. Um, Are there any other super villains in it besides the lizard? Mm-mm, it's just the lizard. And again, I have not seen the movie. And that's what I'm saying. That's why it um, feels more like an origin story because it wasn't... He's just such an odd choice for the villain to me. I mean, maybe he's more of a planner as the lizard in the movie, but in the comics, I mean, he's more just a... He's just a physical threat. I mean, there's no mental challenge there. He's not got a brilliant plan or anything. And see, in this one, yeah, it's clear that Dr. Connors is still in there kind of thing, even when he's gotten all big and aggressive as the lizard. Um, there's more tie into his, you know, the fact that he's missing his arm. Right. And so they, you know, his longingness to be whole again. And, and then it builds to this aggression of him wanting to be, you know, anyway, it, 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 again, it was really more of an origin story mm-hmm. because there was action. Anthony had said he wished that there was more, but the action sequences were really good. Um, but yeah, it was just backstory he, you know, the lizard comes to be, um, and then they catch him and send him to jail. Hmm. And then, of course, the Easter egg scene right. has shows you. See, him. Julian kind of wanted to see it, but it it looked just from the commercials, it looked like it would be boring to him. It would be boring to him. It looked like it just based off the trailers. I, the impression I got was it was going to take a long time for him to be Spider Man. Mm-hmm. And that there's going to be a lot of people sitting around talking, not in costume. And and it's funny because some of it felt a little rushed. You know, some I was of, worried that the lizard might be a little scary because it looked like a lot of it was at night. Um, and I know he yes like, attacks no. the high school and stuff. Yeah, and I don't, I don't think it would <clears throat> totally freak. Um, well, he saw the Avengers. He was yeah, talking. but he would be bored. I mean, I think that there is too much discussion for you know, not enough. So he was on. not bored by the Avengers at all. Okay. But, I mean, action started from the minute, the beginning. Yeah. And yeah, he would, I think he would probably get bored in it. 
Um, of course, there's, you know, parts that he would enjoy. But, um, but yeah, no, I mean, again, I, I, I'm glad I saw it. You know, mm-hmm. I gave it a solid B+. Plus. It was a good movie, but... I probably won't um, see it at the theater. You probably, yeah, I'm sure you won't. But, it. I mean, when you do finally see it, I think you'll be like, oh, okay. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know that um, people are, are, depending on who you talk to, it's either a big smash or it's not. I mean, for instance, the <laughs> I know studios, your feelings on on the well, whole. The studios were saying, "Oh, it made it set a record thirty five million for a Tuesday opening," mm-hmm. um, which is bigger than the opening for Spider Man three. But people are saying, "Yeah, but that's not adjusted for inflation." And Spider Man three um, did not open in three D with the extra cost of the tickets and so a lot of people are saying that you know that when you look at it that way crowing about the 35 million you know really isn't that successful i guess i <laughs> um i know that some people are saying that it feels like the sony marvel movies mm-hmm. which are the x-men ones and the spider-man ones um just don't feel as big as the marvel marvel movies like the avengers and iron man and captain america that those just feel like events, whereas the Spider-Man one is like, and this is just people's feelings, uh-huh. that, that it, like Avengers, it felt like this huge thing that was coming. Yeah. Everybody yeah. knew it. And even the Iron Man 2 and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas with Spider-Man, it was kind of like, oh yeah, Spider-Man's out. Yeah, it, I agree though. <laughs> that is true. That um, is true. You know, huh. that it doesn't feel like it's this big event. It just and, feels I mean, like, it, oh and yeah, it should have been. Yeah, Spider-Man. I mean, yeah. That's true. Huh. But I am looking forward to seeing, was that The Dark Knight Rises or whatever? Yeah, you know. I just want to see it because, of course, it's, I guess, the conclusion of that yeah. there story. there are rumors that Bruce Wayne dies in it. Um, but we'll have to see. I mean, I love Batman Begins. I love The Dark Knight. Um, I don't know. I mean, based on those two, I have high hopes for this one. Based on the trailers... If, it, if, if if this was a totally separate movies, I don't think I'd be interested in seeing it at the theater. I mean, I'm, it's just on the basis of how good the first two was that I'm excited. Because um, I know Christian Bale didn't want to do another one, and if it wasn't for, I guess, Christopher Nolan, yeah. he wouldn't have done right. another one. Um, I am curious to see how quickly they reboot Batman after this. Cause oh, they're already talking about Ryan Reynolds as the next... Batman and stuff, and um, there's a Superman movie coming out next year um, that's going to have uh, Russell Crowe in it and a bunch of other people. Is Russell He's Crowe playing? Superman. Yeah, no, I was about to say, is he yeah. playing? Um, what's his name? Um, I think Russell Crowe is actually playing um, Jor-El, uh, Superman's really? father. There's okay. a flashback scene where we see him battling General Zod, mm-hmm. who's the the villain of the movie, and so we'll get to see Jor-El, you know, kicking some butt. Huh. Um, okay. But uh, they're, they're saying that's going to be the start of the DC cinematic universe. Mm-hmm. They want future films to kind of integrate with that. So the, they would want to reboot Batman so it could integrate with that. To eventually build what they would hope to it's be like a Justice an League movie. Type of, yeah, or yeah, sorry. Um, and uh, no word yet. It depends. Green Lantern, I imagine, would depend on whether or not they actually greenlight a sequel. They've, they've greenlit the script. Um, I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing another under contract. Right, I wouldn't mind seeing another. I mean, I enjoyed. I know you're not a huge Ryan Reynolds fan. I mean, I, I, I liked the movie. I enjoyed the first one. It would be it interesting not, to 
see what they do yeah. with the it's second one. It's not one of the one. best superhero films ever, but I enjoyed it. And it made Julian into a big Green Lantern fan. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so, yeah, I mean, I did enjoy that one. I, I mean, of the, super, the super, superhero movies, I mean, I can't say that I hated any movie. I mean, even with the whole Hulk thing, um, you know, I saw both of them. And, you know, it's yeah. like, oh, okay. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm generally excited about those types of movies because it's like these characters have such a vast history and you know it it's all a matter of you know again I don't read as much as you do as far as the characters I just go based off of what you've told me or just what's generally known about them but I'm always excited to see those types of movies so yeah we'll see I mean the only disappointment was even though I did like I know know Emma Stone's not naked in it oh that was a disappointment I wasn't (laughs) Thing in terms of movies, the Green Hornet was, um, oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, it was a good movie, but it doesn't stand up against any of the other superhero yeah. movies. So, what else you got on your entertainment news? I saw you had your entertainment screen loaded. Oh, well, of course, the well, I'll finish with the big one. Um, of course, Andy Griffith passed away this, yes. this weekend. Um, he was 86. I actually thought he was older. You know, but when I was like 86, I was like, oh, okay. Um, which is sad, you know, um, from the Andy Griffith show, from Matlock. Um, and people forget Andy Griffith show is only on for five years. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, I mean, it's so much a part of... Mm-hmm. But then again, too, in, in reruns, like certainly yeah. here locally, I remember in the evenings watching... Are they still on Channel 13? 13, yeah, I was yeah, about to say. So, and they, they took it off a couple years ago, and there was such a huge uproar about it. They brought it back. So it's back again at 5.30 every day. So. <laughs> yeah, it's like a piece of Americana, you know. Um, so, yeah, he passed away. And I think, I don't know, it just feels weird as I'm getting older mm. when, you know, all these people are like, oh, I know who that is, and they're dead, you know. Um, so, yeah, he passed away. Um, what was my second thing? I forgot what my second one was. But anyway, I'll go to the, to the, the thing I wanted to talk about, of course, you had texted me. You were the first one to tell me as I was leaving work uh, Friday about. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, and I've been going on and on about this on Facebook. So I'm really. Yeah, I, I'm, I hadn't. I don't know. I guess I, how much I, I have left. <laughs> for the show. Well, oh, I mean, as, as far as the, I've seen your posting about Scientology and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes are divorcing, or at least she filed papers. And, you know, I've been reading all this stuff on people. And then I did download this ish, this week's issue for more details, even though yeah. I'm sure I've, like, read everything. Um, so after five years, she has decided that it was time to go. Um, apparently, it had been in the works yeah, she'd been, for a while. She'd been secretly yeah. planning it for a while, waiting until he was off filming his movie. Yep. And, like, even in terms of, like, the whole apartment thing, mm-hmm. she had made it so that it didn't seem like it was anything well, out know, of the ordinary. You know, the, his her concerns about Tom putting Surrey into Sea Org. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Sea Org is evil. You know, it, okay. it's it's one of the darkest corners of Scientology, and um, you know, it's it's awful. So yeah, if anybody's going to put my child into that, um, and see, I haven't I read about to. the specifics. Yeah. Of that, um, I've read a lot about Scientology. Yeah, I know. Scientology you know. is evil. 
Normally, I don't tell anybody their religion is evil because I'm one of those people that you can believe whatever the hell you want to. But not this. Okay, but if you're if you're a part of something that is actively harming people and keeping people basically as slaves, mm-hmm. um, Surrey would have been required to sign the basic Sea Org contract, which is a ten thousand year contract. A ten thousand um, a year. Yeah, because your soul is re, you know, it comes back. Um, um, so you're okay. you would be signing that you're in service. To them for that number of years. So hang on, at um, six she would be signing this? I think you sign at like eight or nine. Six is the youngest you can be to to, to go. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. but uh, That's not legal. <laughs> well, well, I'm just saying, I mean, it's like you expect someone at eight, nine years le- old to it's make legal. a... It's legal until you escape. <laughs> oh my <laughs> Which gosh. Which is what happens to folks. Some of them are lucky enough to get away. Well, I mean, but, I know... Um, that's like, you know, and this is hey, this is the third marriage for Tom. Yes, it is. Um, Nicole Kidman, you know, um, she's acknowledged that she basically has no relationship with her children. Two children. Yeah. Um, she's, she was last photographed with him in 2004. Jeez. Um, and when she was last interviewed about it, she said that, you know, they had chosen to, to live with Tom and that children, you know, should have a, you know, a say in where they're going to be. Mm-hmm. And uh, they they asked, were they being raised as Scientologists? And she says, yes. And I don't want to talk about that. Hmm. Um, I'm sure that there's, you know... <laughs> First of all, I, if I were her, I'd be afraid to talk out too openly. Uh, and second, well, because I'm sure of all there's... all stuff behind the... Well, Scientology will kill your ass. I mean, like, re- literally. You know, there are all kinds of stories. You know, TMZ's reporting that Katie, you know, thinks that she's being followed... Um, and stuff, and I have yeah, no and I read that. Yeah, I mean they they have a long history of harassment. Um, they are a dangerous group. Yeah, I know they had said that she had you know accepted it when she got with Tom Cruise, yeah. but I guess once she had killed a child and realized uh, what really, well, like I posted today, the whole thing you know where, where Tom renamed her, renamed her. Yeah, you know a few years ago he announced that her name is Kate now. You know, because oh, Katie is a yeah. little girl's yes, name, and, Katie, yeah. and she's now a, a childbearing woman. Mm-hmm. All right, and, and although no he, one calls her, right, and he Kate. Said, he said, oh, "Of course, everybody, you know, everybody's calling her Kate now." Mm-hmm. Uh, which apparently Tom is the only person who ever called her Kate, because you know, I mean, all her family, her her career, everything, she's still Katie. Mm-hmm. Um, and and to to underscore that point, um, you know, the divorce papers. When when Katie's divorce divorce lawyer spoke, he said, "You know, this is um, what Katie feels is best." You know, Katie got da 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 da. Tom Cruise's statement said, "You know, Kate has filed for divorce." You know, I mean, even then he refuses to call her by the name that she, everyone calls her and her by. legal name. Yeah. I mean, that's... I mean, he he renamed her. Well, me again. I... The o- the only person besides him who ever in public referred to her as Kate was uh, Brooke Shields. You know, when explaining why she went to the wedding after mm-hmm. Tom Cruise had said she was a horrible person for taking right. medicine. Um, she, she in a statement, had said, oh, you know, Kate called and invited me and blah, blah, blah. But everybody else, it, Katie, because that's her name, is Katie. Right, it is Katie Holmes. You can't just decide somebody else's name. <laughs> you know. Um, but. Read I'm up glad. on Sea Org. Really? Go, just go wiki. C org. So I mean, C is in the letter S-E-A. C. Or, yes, okay, because so initially C. they all lived on boats. Um, now a good number of them actually are on stations that are on land, but they still wear um, naval-looking uniforms and have naval ranks. 
Um, That's where it's like you're talking to me and it's like a science fiction setup, which, of course, L. Ron Hubbard wrote. Sea Org originally were the people, because L. Ron Hubbard lived on boats. Mm -hmm. He lived on boats to avoid um, taxes. Because he owed taxes in a lot of different places. Okay. So he lived on a, a huge yacht and eventually had a fleet of them. Mm-hmm. And Sea Org were the people who, who served him on the boats. Um, and they're now considered, they're like the, the high priests. Um, if, <laughs> if you join Sea Org, um, they pay for your dental, they pay for all of your medical, they, all of that is paid for. They, mm-hmm. they provide you with food, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then they give you a small stipend. In return, um, you're, you swear your life over to... Right. Okay. Um, and one of, the, one of the people who escaped said that she worked typically 20-hour days, seven days a week, and which means you sleep four. Yeah. And she got $17 a week as a stipend. Um, $17? $17. It's like, what is this, of China? Course, Scientology, when... You know, when asked about it, you know, they said, you know, but we're paying for everything, everything else. else. They're basically a monastic order. I mean, really, for $17 yeah. a week? Because it's right. like, what else are you going to buy? Well, and and I mean, case, it's mo- deliberate, too, kitchen, clearly. So most of the time, she, she was scrubbing pots and right. stuff. And, um, and she reported seeing a toddler chained by the leg um, to an area of the ship uh, for multiple days because he had, you know been acting up and and she said you know he was fed and take, taking care of and stuff but the fact was he was, he still, was still chained, chained to, to an area uh, and in surrey at six is when they start doing their um their auditing processes with the, auditing, what course, is that, that the e-meter and stuff and basically the first initial things is uh, even with kids as young as six is they ask you a hundred questions such as you know what has anybody ever told you to lie about have you ever taken anything mm-hmm you know, um, all this kind of stuff. And apparently some people say that the questions are not phrased in that manner. I mean, it's, it's like interrogation, Yeah. you know, to find out, you know, and to basically to break you down so that you will tell them whatever they want to know, whenever they want to know it. Um, I just, I mean, and, you know, and I, look, I like Tom Cruise's movies. Yeah, I guess, but um, he's a I, nut. I don't think he was always a nut, but I well, mean, I mean, he's you're, been you're in Scientology in a, for yeah, a while, you're very in a cult long, time. long enough. Yeah. Because <laughs> was it his first wife to introduce him to it, or yeah, Amy okay? Because I, I mean, is she still in Scientology? Um, I I think she is. I'm trying to remember. I know that um, there were stories at the time that she was because you're always supposed to recruit people. She recruited Tom because he was very hot and young at the time, mm-hmm. um, and so she was hoping this would bump her position within the church. And the opposite happened. Tom Starr rose and she, to the point yeah. where the church felt that, you know, he had outgrown her. And then she was kind of cast aside. Because um, I know I've read something like where divorce isn't necessarily frowned upon. Right. Um, but it kind of has to be under their terms. It has or to be something. approved. Yeah. Them, yeah. <sighs> anyway, so yes, they're, they're... Scientology, dangerous. Yeah, I'm... Any Scientologists listening to the show, go and get help. It, it does sound, I mean, it's textbook cult. I yeah, mean, there's, there's nothing. It's and I crazy. mean, and it was, again. And, he, and I'm not even getting into all the stuff about Xenu and all the, oh the crazy stuff they believe about the aliens and stuff. Oh, my gosh. I'm not getting any of all that. But, I mean, it's a religion 
quote unquote religion that started in the nineteen fifties. I mean, it was like it over just, bed. I mean, I mean, yeah, it was like it just <laughs> happened, and now yeah. it's this way of life. And I do think it's interesting the types of people who are you know known to be a part of it. I mean, it's it it's almost like a rich people's yeah. religion. It's for celebrities I mean, and people with yeah, and people who want to be around celebrities. Um, I mean, there's a lot of people who are just rank and file people who do all the dirty work. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's not a poor person's religion. They won't have you if you're poor. Because you have to go through all these different levels of auditing to go through, and and those cost money. You can't just go and have an e. The first e meter session is free, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but to move up in the church, which if you believe in it, you want to do. You want to become a better person. You want to purify your body of these, you know, engrams and horrible things that are inside you. Um, You've got to pay. And each level is more expensive. I mean, some of these sessions cost $10,000. Um, it just feels like they're know. like a custom-made religion. Oh, well, it is. I mean, and it just, what yeah. what's the it's point? Okay. So, yeah, I don't think there was, I was trying to remember if there really was anything else that had, because, I mean, on people, that's pretty much every other story is about yeah. Tom and Katie. Um and I, I, know mean, they, I know they had an ironclad prenup, and people are saying she's not going to get anything. Which I'm sure she doesn't which, care about. Yeah, that. her lawyer says she's perfectly fine with that. Um, you know, I mean, she has she has money on her own. Um, yeah. But I do think it was um, interesting that it happened right before his fiftieth birthday, and I think maybe it was deliberate too, because you know he had been saying, "Oh, you know, he's going to spend his birthday with blah blah blah." Yeah. So I think this shows how disconnected. That they are, and mm-hmm. and the fact that he didn't know, and um, yeah, it's I, I'm very curious to see how this plays out. Yeah. Should be very interesting. Now I do have five questions for our uh, stop the chump. Who's our chump? I don't know yet. You mean you don't know yet? Don't know. Who who do you want to chump? I want another chance. I always lose. So yeah, I don't know why you keep doing this to yourself. Because I want a, an iTunes gift card. But you, you're deleting all your music. Yeah, but... What would you buy with your iTunes I card? use it for books and for apps. So, I mean, yeah, I still buy apps. God. What? I can't get that for buy free. I music every now and then. No. Well, uh, the five questions are all Spider-Man questions. Okay. Well, I want to do it because maybe I'll actually get it. Okay. So, I did bring the, the um, sound machine. So, I mean, you know... All right. I mean, it's been so long since I've used it, though, so. Number one, who was the first supervillain that Spider-Man ever fought? Was it A, Dr. Octopus? Doc Ock. <laughs> B, the Chameleon. C, the Terrible Tinkerer. Or D, the Vulture. Oh my gosh. I'm going to assume. Um, um, I know I don't believe it's C. Um, I mean, Doc Ock is familiar to me, but it. The other choices seem like they are actually villains of Spider-Man. But in terms of being the first, 
Um, yeah, yeah. So Doc Ock. A, Dr. Mm-hmm. Octopus. B, the chameleon. C, the terrible tinkerer. Or D, the vulture. Ah, oh, jeez. I, th- I don't know why I feel like saying a vulture, but I'm just going to say Doc Ock. Eh, eh. <laughs> it was the chameleon. Really? Yes. Huh. Number uh, two. What was the, what was, so that was his first yeah. supervillain. What was like the whole I mean, the very out. first story, you know, he fights uh, the burglar. You know, the one who kills Uncle Ben. Okay. Catches him. Right, right. Yeah. But yeah, um, the chameleon, he was trying to foil like some rocket launch. He was working for the the communists. Okay. And uh, he has like a white <laughs> uh, mask-like face and he's able to like um, change his appearance and that kind of stuff. Okay. Hmm. All right. Number two. Whose death prompts Spidey to become a superhero. Uncle Ben. Yes. Yay! I didn't even have to give you Nope, not with that one. Regardless of the origin story, it's, it's you know, it's Doctor um, Uncle Ben. Fill in the blank. Blank, blank, blank comes great responsibility. With great power. Yes. Comes great responsibility. That's right. Yay! So I just need one more. You just need one more out of the last two. <sighs> this is where I choke. <laughs> In which year did the first Spider-Man comic come out? All right. Was it 1957, 1970, 1948, or 1962? I'm going to say it's either 57 or 48. I don't think it was. It wasn't the 70s. Um, how old is Stan? Stan started writing comics in the 40s as a teenager. But is Spider-Man that old? So, I mean, there could be. It could be 48. I don't know if Spider-Man was one of his first characters. Um... I bet you it's going to be 48, but I'm going to say 57. It was actually 1962. Really? That yes. late in the game? Okay. Hmm. Yeah. All right. So it's all down to this. And I always get it wrong. I think you're going to get this one. I think you're going to get this one. Which supervillain did Aunt May nearly marry? In fact, they got all the way to the altar before it ended up going wrong. Seriously? Yes. How am was I going to get this? I mean, I don't even know what you're talking was about. Was it the Green Goblin? Okay. Dr. Octopus? Dr. Doom? Or the Kangaroo? We know it's not the Kangaroo. How do we know it's not the Kangaroo? Because that just doesn't make any sense. I mean, he has, well, none of it makes sense, do they? Well, I know, but I mean, like... <laughs> I mean, does it make sense for well, any of these people? Well, for you to say that... <laughs> that I think you would That it. I would know, right. I certainly wouldn't guess that. Well, you know, I might be throwing, you know, putting out there I'm leaning three folks more, you know she wouldn't marry. Well, I'm them. leaning more towards Green Goblin rather than Doc Ock. 
mm-hmm. because of that whole weird storyline where you said that um, I think it was Green Goblin had hired an actress to play Aunt May mm-hmm. who died and blah yeah, blah blah classic blah. Classic storyline, yeah. Yeah, um, hell of an actress. So yeah, it's either Doc Ock or Green Goblin. No, no love for Doctor Doom. I don't even. I mean, I've heard the name before, she, but she could have been May Doom. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, and it would just seem very odd that she would marry Norman, but you think she's more likely to marry the guy with the four robot arms? <laughs> I, look, I'm trying to put some yeah, logic yeah, yeah, yeah. behind it. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll go ahead and just guess the Green Goblin. Because that's the only one that I really know. That is incorrect. <laughs> See, why? Why? It I don't was, even know why I try to play this game. It was the, it was Dr. Octopus. <laughs> you can look on. We'll do this after the show. I'll show you the, the classic cover of Spidey bursting in to break it up. But basically the storyline was... She must have been like under some sort of yeah. like spell or something. Yeah, she thought Otto was a very sweet man. Um, Otto Octavius is his name. Um, basically what had happened was, uh, Doc Ock had been defeated. Mm-hmm. His arms had been taken away from him. Mm-hmm. Um, and... So he had no arms? Well, he had his normal arms. Oh, okay. Just his not human his... arms. Okay. Uh, and so, at the time, Aunt May was running a boarding house. And so, Otto comes there destitute, needing a place to stay. And so she rents the room upstairs to him. Mm-hmm. And they hit it off. Mm-hmm. And I assume she you know, has romantic relations with him because he promote proposes and she accepts, um, she accepts and they're going to get married. And then Spider-Man finds out, you know, wait, you know, you're marrying Otto Octavius, you know, and it all goes down from there. But yeah. So she didn't actually marry, but she, they, yeah. they were at the altar when she was, she was almost May Octavius. Yeah. Classic so- storyline from the seven. I was, but I'm, I was about to say, I mean, I know that him and Aunt May weren't necessarily bosom buddies or something, but how, wouldn't he have known at some point that she was seeing him, or well, was she like, oh, keeping her per- personal life yeah, As herself? I recall, it was one of those things where she was telling him all about this great man that she had met, and all this kind of stuff, and, you well, know. Was Otto an, a common name? Well, she, I, don't so, think, I don't think initially she told him the name. And then when he finally found out, you know, he was like, oh, my gosh, you know, what can I do? Aunt May has a poor heart. You know, if I tell her that Otto Octavius is really a supervillain, it could kill her, which is a a popular storyline in the the old days. And um, and so he's like torn. You know, maybe Otto has changed. You know, maybe maybe he and Aunt May can, you know, get married. But but if I stand aside and do nothing, what – is great Spider-Man angst, mm-hmm. you know. And then finally, I think he finds out that Doc Ock is still planning to do some horrible thing. Oh, and so he okay. knows that Otto hasn't changed. And he has to come up with some way, I think, I think he arranges it somehow so that he forces Dr. Ock to leave her at the altar so she doesn't find out that he's actually a supervillain, despite the fact that, you know, he's been on TV lots of times when he doesn't wear a mask. But anyway... <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, then, I mean that would be less painful yeah. if he just disappears versus right. Okay, and then they did a story years later where she confronts him, Otto, 
mm-hmm. and you know he's such a you know you're such a horrible evil person and all this kind of stuff. But and he's like, yeah, I know. Yeah, but and he's like, you know, well, may I did love you, but yeah. as for you guys, your your guy soap operas are so strange. I mean, it's it's just as bad as like regular soap operas where someone's I, like I love soap married operas. ten times and you know, True you Blood know. is nothing but Dark Shadows with more boobies. <laughs> <laughs> um, I used to watch Dark Shadows when I was little. I used to watch mm-hmm. soap operas. I watched uh, Young and the Restless. I like that one. I think Victor and uh, and uh, Nikki are yeah. still running around doing crazy I stuff. I think so. I remember um, Cricket. Cricket used to be on that show. Anyway, and um, then I watched uh, As the World Turns and Guiding Light. And see, you watched the ones I didn't watch. Yeah. I watched... I even watched... Uh, what was it? Capital that was on for a little oh while, gosh. and then then they replaced it with the the bold and the beautiful. Yeah, no, I only used to. Well, I would watch. I of course knew um, Young and Restless. Yeah, of course you have to. You watch the ABC soaps. Yeah, I watched General Hospital. Yeah. I was CBS. somewhat all my children, and um, what was the other one? All my children, General Hospital, and there was one other I think that I watched. What was, oh, Jesus is stuck in my, because that one had um, Todd and Dorian and, <sighs> I didn't watch those, I don't know. Well, no, now it's just frustrating. One Life to Live. Oh, yeah. <sighs> yeah, it's like, come on, that was the one I watched the most, but yeah, those are the ones that I would watch when I was watching. I remember General Hospital, that's the one that had Luke and Laura? Yes. I remember the big to-do about their, their wedding. Yeah, that And was how some huge. people were like, wait a minute, now he had, he had raped her previously. Something like that, yeah. Right? It's that really he had raped her and then she had fallen in love with him. Mm-hmm. And uh, then they got married. Yeah. Was, yeah, and then they had kids and um, Lucky, which is the son, you know, as he, he was <laughs> as he was a teenager. Um, oh, was it one of those things where he had, like, went off to boarding school and came back as a teenager? I don't know. I mean, you know, because obviously yeah. it was going on so long before. So I remember Victor and Nikki had a kid who was like like four or five. Mm-hmm. And then they sent him to boarding school and he was gone for like a year or two. And, and when he came back, back, he was like 19. <laughs> and he was like, you know, sexy oh, and yep, ready so for his own storyline. Yeah. No, yeah. but he was, you know, he he obviously had issues with his father, with Luke, because of the premise of how So was they he got the together. product of rape? Um, or, I don't know if he was the product, but I'm just saying he... Okay hated his father and continues to have issues with his father because of that. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, the last time I checked. I mean, and it's the original Luke, and I don't know if Laura's still on there because it's like they got together and then they split up. I mean, it's that whole back and forth thing. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's been a while since I've watched any traditional soaps, and I mean, now now they're they're dropping like flies. Yeah, so... I don't even know what's on anymore. But I, mean, I love a good soap opera. Um, I think that you know the things that we laugh at about soap operas are, are part of what makes them entertaining. Uh, but yes, yeah, same with True Blood. It's nothing but a soap opera. I mean, we were talking the other night. <laughs> I said, you know, some of these people, their lives. You know, when you start thinking about it, it's just absurd. You know, um, one of them was uh, raped by a vampire, right? Mm-hmm. And then so she runs off and becomes a lesbian uh, girl boxer. Right. Because she was raped by yeah. Okay. And so then she, she comes back, though, and gets possessed. Then she breaks free of that, but then she gets shot in the head and killed. But they bring her back as a vampire. How do you... Um, what? Yeah. And uh, so it's like, it's like all this... It's like one person has been possessed, <laughs> turned into a vampire, raped Capitated. by a vampire. I mean, 
she was held prisoner by werewolves. Um, <laughs> it's just such an incredible. You know, it's you know one of these things would be amazing enough to happen to you, but to have all to of have them. all of them so in the like, space of like five this seasons. This is like the the soap opera, soap opera for the new generation. Kind yeah, of thing, yeah. Cause... I mean, you know, it's it, 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 instead of um, having a brain tumor. You know, like on the old shows, everybody had brain tumor. Yeah. Uh, now it's, you know, oh, yeah, she was bitten by a vampire. <laughs> so. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. But, but uh, congratulations on getting two out of five, which means I think you get a good job from uh, Joel Taylor sure. for video consulting. Uh-huh. Uh, but you do not receive an Anything. iTunes gift card. As usual. See, I, I, I just don't, I don't know. Maybe you'll, like, give me a pity iTunes card. You know, I've. Like good try for so many times and no, <laughs> that that would degrade the purpose of of the game. Whatever, so. I hate that. I I mean, I, no, I love music much more than you do. I buy music all the time. Yeah, I need the music. iTunes gift card. No, I can get you your music. I'm I need it because you can't just get apps from you know <laughs> have to pay for those. Mm. So and books and all that. I don't need any books. I've bought you know. Well, you're about way behind in your comic reading. That too. So I think um, you're four issues behind on Saucer Country. Um, two issues behind on Doctor Who and Star Trek. And three or four or five issues on behind Ferris. on Ferris. Yeah. And I think you've given up reading uh, Fables. Yeah, I mean, I still collect them. I haven't read. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, at this point, I'm like, oh, so much see, time has passed. I've got to go and reread yeah, so them. Yeah, I was going to say, see, you have no excuse for that. You've been saying, no, I can't buy the new issues because I don't have any money. You've already got right. those. Just read them. Yeah, I mean, I have, what is it, 16 or so trades? Wow. So, I mean, yeah, there's a lot. There's, I mean, at this point, I think that, I mean, I know it's well over 100 and something issues. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, I have a lot to go back and read to refresh my memory. I'm supposed to be writing this Foster Fade story. Oh, my <coughs> gosh. Which is due on the 15th. And, uh... <laughs> You can't, you've been talking about it for a while. It's hilarious because it's yeah. like you're really not I have, done with it. I have finally started. I wrote 416 <laughs> words this morning. That's um, that's not a big deal, though. 416. Uh, 416? No, yeah, it took me five minutes. Um, now I'm, I've got to write another, like, 9,500 or something. Um, and, uh... So, I mean, you I just, have, I, what, I, ten, ten days? Yeah. Well, I, mean, I don't have a plot yet, really. I mean, oh my I, mean, gosh. I mean, I wrote the first scene. It's a great first scene, but, but now I have to actually write Foster Fade, um, and I don't like it. And uh, so, I mean, I guess right now, really, your goal is to. I just want to write. The day like, well, but you have to basically write a thousand words a day. Yeah, I guess so. Um, oh, I, I told uh, Tommy Hancock. I said, you know, I am. I'm out of um, <laughs> creative this juices. Pulp, oh. this pulp obscura. You know, <laughs> and uh, and he was like, "Oh, but you like you know Thunder Jim Wade, which I did. I like that character." And he was like, "You know, so I was going to offer you a Thunder Jim Wade novel." And I said, um, "No, it's Not tempting, right now. but no." <laughs> you know, um, the whole premise of these things—they're bringing back characters that are obscure and having new people write them. And in some cases, uh, what I've said is that I think there's a reason they're obscure, hmm. and I'm okay with it being obscure. Because, uh, I mean, I, I enjoyed Thunder Jim Wade. It was a revelation. I had never heard of the character. Mm-hmm. Read the five stories that were written about him back then. Loved him. Really good. But you have too but, much uh, going on but otherwise. Richard Knight. <laughs> and uh, this Foster Fade thing, I don't like it. 
He has like gadgets he uses, you know, so you have to come up with gadgets. So I don't know why you agree to do this stuff, and then in the end you're like, ah. Well, in this case, it was because, you know, Tommy asked me, you know, to do it, and it's it's a Lester Dent original character, Mm -hmm. you know, guy created Doc Savage, blah, 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 blah. So he wanted um, to be a part of that. Well, you know, he asked me to be a part of it. Well, no, no, I'm Um, saying as far as that connection to Lester. Anyway, I I was just trying to make it, like, more poetic or something. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, it was supposed to be a, a, you know, Get a lot of attention, yeah, that kind of stuff. But, but so you're sure, even though you've said this like a zillion times, once you're done with this, you're just gonna not do that kind of stuff for a little. I told him the only the only pulp obscure thing I would be interested in at this point is if he got the rights to CK, which is really obscure character that I really like. I said otherwise, I I don't want to do it. So right now, are you solely concentrating? On your own stuff, like I mean, I guess so. I mean, I'm still doing edits on different things for Moonstone on stuff I've written for them, mm-hmm. and you know, if Moonstone asks me to do something, I, I suppose I will try to, because I mean they're a bigger company and they reach different audience. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I just focus on my own stuff. Hmm. Yeah. We'll see how long that lasts. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm waiting for like next week to roll around. It's like, I, I've, oh yeah, I have this other project. I have asked Tommy. I said, you know, I suppose it's too late to back out of the Foster Fate thing, right? You know, it's like, yeah, just um, by a little bit. Well, no, he said, he said, you know, I can do what I want, but, yeah, but he would prefer that I did. Yeah, because it's like that would look so bad yeah. that and I've like, never I've never been that guy. Yeah, you know, I've never been the guy who was included in the press release and all that kind of stuff and then backed out. Um, so I don't want to be that guy. But God, it sucks. Well, hopefully, matter of fact, matter of fact, you will I'll, really I'll, I'll learn tell you, this My time. file name for this. Don't tell is, me this sucks. Uh, no, it's, it's that damned Foster Fade story. Oh, okay. And then um, I, I did my usual uh, you know, thing at the beginning where it says, you know, the title of the story. Or actually, I don't have a title yet. It's just a story title. Um, starring, you know, Foster Fade, mm-hmm. written by, begrudgingly written by Barry oh Reese, for what it and, and look, other people out there, have, I've seen them on Facebook, other writers who are involved in the project, apparently they're having a great time. <laughs> Barry's like, I just, I just have this character that yeah. I really just don't want to do anything yeah. with. Bless them, uh, you know. <sighs> but again, you say this now and you're like, oh, this is such a horrible experience. And then the next one comes along and you would have forgotten how the how it sucked before. I don't think I'm then... ever again going to take on a character that I, I don't know who the hell they are. Okay. Okay. Because, you know, I didn't know who this was, and then they sent me the stories, and I read them, and they were like, okay, but they were kind of silly and not at all something I would want to write, and, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going I'm to try and get the damn thing done. Because, I mean, <laughs> cause I mean I, how... I, at this point, I don't know how good it's going to be. I mean, how many stories were there I think there's going to be 10,000 words. <laughs> how many stories did you have to there, read? There's only three of this uh-huh. character ever done. Um, they sent me two of them. Um, what about the third? I mean, not like you wanted to read the third, but... Well, I think the feeling was, you know, after the two of them, you have the basics of it, you know. I mean, were these uh, actful novels or just featured in stories or uh, something? Yeah, I mean, they, they, I, they're they not novels. I mean, they call them novels, mm-hmm. but uh, I think the, the first one I read was about 18,000 words, which doesn't even qualify as a novella. Mm-hmm. Um, and the second one was around that same size. So... Maybe it took that person just as long to write that. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so you're writing what equates to almost one of those yeah. not 
books. Yeah. So. Okay. Alrighty, so we did our show today. Yay. Check that off the to-do list. I'm sleepy. I am too. I mean, we didn't talk about the library at all, which is fine. Uh-huh. No, we did. Well, did we? we talked about library stuff as far as the genres and stuff. Oh, I guess. I mean, that's library related. That's like, I mean, you know, we have to do something loosely library related. I mean, that's actually very library related. We didn't say it had to be for this library or in libraries in general. Yeah. I mean, what is, what's I, I, going I think, on here? I think one week, you know, we should do like all hardcore library talk and nobody will listen. <laughs> well, and you will call the episode hard, hardcore or something. Um, but no, I mean, I, obviously summer reading is wrapping up. Yeah, I don't want to talk about libraries. I, I, I was just Saying complimenting the fact that we made it through the whole episode. Okay. Right All righty. So um, I guess, you know, if we feel like it next week, we'll be back. If not, bye. Bye. See, I, I think I'm offering the insightful commentary and the humor. So what am I here for?